Welcome to edition number six of the Voice of Retail podcast for the week of August 20th, presented by Retail Council of Canada, generously sponsored by Salesforce.com and Canada Post. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc, and uh, you can subscribe to this podcast, the Voice of Retail podcast, on SoundCloud.com. All right, let's get right to it. This uh, edition kind of general theme and vibe of retail this week was growth and success uh, with a little bit of not so much success, but we'll get to that later. Uh, And in this podcast this week in e-news, by the way, e-news, the retail RCC e-news is available each and every week, comes out Friday morning and uh, is distributed, the largest distribution of a weekly e-news journal across the country and is a compilation, a a, a curated assortment of everything interesting that happened in retail over the past uh, over the past week. Uh, so looking at top stories, Bikini Village launches a multi-store expansion. This is from Craig Patterson's Retail Insider. Their goal is to have 75 stores in Canada. It's great to see. Bikini Village ran into a bit of chop a couple of years ago and was bought by uh, La Vie en Rose. And it's great to see them uh, getting their feet underneath them, so to speak, and La Vie en Rose uh, moving to expand that specialty store, Bikini Village, looking to have 75 stores uh, in Canada. So launching a multi-location store expansion. Great to see. Uh, three major uh, retailers opened up stores in Canada. Uh, IKEA opened up a store in uh, their first store in Quebec City with hundreds of people lining up, uh, to first 300 of which got a $50 gift card, uh, and then some draws for other gift cards. So great visual there of uh, uh, folks standing in Quebec City in the rain, but all having IKEA umbrellas. <laughs> nice visual. Be sure and check that out. Massive crowds at the opening of TNT's supermarket's largest store, TNT, part of uh, the Loblaws Group, and um, seventy thousand square foot store, largest in the country, opening up at Lansdowne Centre in suburban Vancouver. And another great visual with you know lots of people lining up there. Uh, it's actually located in a former Target space, which is vacated. So again, we continue to see. Uh, the target spaces uh, when um, they left the country being finally, some of them, particularly the larger ones, being finally used up. Uh, you're seeing that in uh, in Ontario at Square One Shopping Centre in Mississauga with uh, with the large target space, which was the large Zeller space, uh, sitting empty for many years, now being repurposed into a multi-use, uh, multi-use uh, and multi-retailer vendor, food service, entertainment uh, kind of uh, reuse of that real estate. But we digress. Let's talk about the third opening, the 100th Costco store opening up in uh, Edmonton. Another big crowd uh, there supporting that con- Costco's 100th store opening in Leduc country. Uh, county, sorry, that from CTV News. Uh, let's jump over to must-see videos. So uh, uh, in the e-news product, I highlight uh, all the interesting videos for retail. In this edition, there's a, a discussion here from National Post talking about uh, how Ontario's new plan for cannabis distribution uh, is and how successful it will be at one of the policy objectives, which is uh, taking uh, out the black market for cannabis. Interview here with Target CEO, uh, who while uh, did not have any success or much success in Canada, is having blockbuster success in the U.S. They just announced uh, fantastic results, more on that later uh, in the U.S. and international section. Uh, Interview here with the top executive NRF, which is uh, number one advocacy uh, lobby group for retail in the U.S. talking about Trump tariffs are dark clouds for the economy. Uh, So really retailers uh, in the U.S. and certainly um, in Canada as well, but mostly in the U.S. are really worried that uh, these tariffs are going to 
tip over the apple cart of what is a pretty successful uh, year in terms of retail in the U.S. Uh, speaking of retail in the U.S., uh, interview here with uh, from CNBC with Walmart's uh, former uh, U.S. CEO talking about how their bricks and mortar advantage could uh, could help them give them the edge over Amazon. Another article here, or another interview, sorry, I should say, with a debate around uh, public versus private uh, in terms of cannabis retail, uh, that debate for Ontario. Uh, it takes place in the context of Ontario, which is not really a debate at all. That's been decided, uh, but uh, interesting discussion uh, nonetheless. Uh, video, quick video here of uh, our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, uh, breaking ground at the new Amazon uh, warehouse. More about that later. Massive warehouse opening in Orleans, just outside or just east of Ottawa. Million square feet. Uh, huge, massive warehouse. And uh, a video, some video from the uh, Costco's 100th opening, uh, 100th store, uh, as I mentioned, that is opening up in, uh, in Edmonton. Uh, so moving on to Canadian stories. Uh, first of all, for those of you uh, who are based in New Brunswick or have stores in New Brunswick, uh, with employees, there's VoteRetail.ca. There's a provincial election coming up. Retail creates 45,300 jobs in uh, New Brunswick. And there's an, uh, a letter, preformed letter there for those of you who live in New Brunswick that you can send to your, um, your candidates expressing uh, a couple of issues that uh, retail, retailers would like resolved and also just uh, emphasizing how important retail is to the economy of the province. Uh, speaking of economy, uh, EY here coming out in this article from Strategy Magazine projecting a 4% increase in back-to-school shopping year-over-year. Year. That's interesting in absolute terms. Uh, looking at the latest Stats Canada data, it appears retail in Canada is running at a year-over-year year improvement rate about 2 2.5%. Uh, U.S. Is, is, is double that. Uh, National Retail Federation themselves up up upgrading their estimate to almost 5%. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. But interesting to see back-to-school shopping with some nice uh, momentum. A great article here and some nice visuals of the new Burke's Building uh, Hotel to feature a French brasserie from Le Poix-Penchon. Uh, so that will uh, look out for that. Uh, Peter Housley being interviewed uh, here for Salesforce's uh, blog. Thank you again for Salesforce.com for being a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, so he talks about how he manages or how he grows the brand 50% a year. And if you want to learn more about that, be sure and head to Vancouver for Retail Council of Canada's November 6th uh, Retail West. I'll be interviewing uh, President and CEO Drew Green live on the stage, talking about their plans for growth, how they manage uh, manage through growth, and, and uh, what his vision is and future is for uh, Indochino, based in, uh, they're based in Vancouver. So if you're in Vancouver or, you know, want to make your way out for a great uh, day of retail content, that's November 6th. Uh, speaking of growth, Sherwin-Williams Paint Store is now uh, continuing their rapid pace. This is from uh, Retail Insider again. Uh, they've got more than 240 stores now in Canada. So uh, really strong growth for that uh, specialty store, paint store. And a uh, fun article here from the National Post. Why are so many motorhomes parked outside the Walmart stores in Regina? Uh, some of you may know that uh, Walmart allows motorhomes to park for free in their parking lots. A uh, clever strategy that uh, both benefits the uh, the drivers and, the, and the, the folks in the motorhomes, but also, of course, when it goes to stock up, they're right there in the Walmart parking lot, so not too far to go. Uh, another organization or another retailer brand, so to speak, Wiccan, WLKN, uh, is uh, launching a kids collection and is expanding now. They're based in Sherbrooke, Quebec. They're now uh, expanding 
that brand and expanding into uh, direct selling or becoming retailers themselves. New section here in uh, in our podcast and any news cannabis retail. Last week, so many interesting stories about cannabis retailing with Ontario changing tact on how they were going to go to market. And look, I thought you know let's bring all these cannabis stories together in one place. So look for the new cannabis retail section uh, in the cannabis retail section this week. It's Premier Week. Uh, Alberta and Ontario brace for the age of legal pot. This is from the Globe and Mail, and we got a. Um, a municipal project leader from Calgary kind of saying, I feel sorry for those folks in Ontario because, uh, you know, Alberta's had their strategy in place for many, many months. Uh, Ontario's got a new one. So it all gets downloaded. The responsibility all gets downloaded to the municipalities. You know, have to think about all this stuff way more so than they had to before. Uh, Calgary's, another article here from the Star, different article, Calgary's adult source stores branching into the weed industry. So you see other stores getting into selling paraphernalia. Good article there from the Toronto Star. Globe and Mail talks about uh, this interesting phenomenon, I don't know if you call it phenomenon, but choice to be made. If you're existing dispensary of cannabis today, um, you uh, how do you become, there's about 100 or so alone in Toronto. Uh, it is, um, you know, what's your plan to go legal? Uh, they've uh, basically, legislation has said, uh, you know, you've got to shut down on, August, on October 17th, uh, or now, sooner, I mean, you're operating uh, outside of the bounds of the law, and only um, legal operators will be given the right to operate in April 2019. So an interesting article there. Check that out. Uh, Strategy Magazine continues a discussion about who will sell cannabis in Ontario. It talks about some of the players uh, in that space. Uh, and it talks about some of the players because I'm sure now with uh, privatized retail, there's many other players uh, looking at getting into cannabis recreational retail in Ontario. Uh, who are already active in uh, you know, Alberta or Newfoundland or wherever. Um, the subscription box is very popular these days, whether it's um, you know, food, uh, you know, food boxes uh, or whether it's clothes like Stitch Fix. Uh, but in this case, it's cannabis subscription boxes. Uh, so there's a, a, f- a feature article here from the Growth Up, uh, cleverly named, uh, that uh, is a subscription box that arrives at your doorstep each and every month with uh, a number of different elements, so check that out. And uh, last but not least, an article here from CBC talks about Uber-style cannabis delivery service, hoping to launch in Edmonton. I guess part of the cannabis culture, so to speak, uh, has been the uh, ability to phone or text your, uh, your local distributor, so to speak, and have door-to-door delivery. So this... Uh, this Uber-style cannabis delivery service looking to launch, but not quite sure uh, whether they will even be allowed to launch. Uh, there's really kind of, I think the legislation is silent on that, though is not silent on who owns online delivery. So uh, we'll see how that sorts out. Uh, online delivery in most provinces is owned by, uh, by the state, uh, including Ontario, starting October 17th, 2018. Uh, let's talk quickly about uh, various thought leadership conferences happening in uh, in Canada. Retail Council of Canada is enabling uh, enabling web uh, webinar series. That's for retailers who operate uh, have stores in Ontario or based in Ontario, but mostly operate stores in Ontario. Talking about how to uh, how to do uh, and work through accessibility hiring. Uh, you've got um, in Montreal uh, cannabis and retail session. On September 18th uh, in Toronto, back to Toronto, you've got Retail Secure, uh, September 20th. Now, Retail Secure, 
Uh, I'll be, uh, that's uh, in Toronto on September 20th, as I said, I'll be moderating the opening keynote panel and talking about how modern retail, um, you know, in its ways of building community and, and frictionless transactions, um, merges with uh, securing the enterprise, whether it's loss prevention, uh, theft, or fraud. So great panel there. I'm really thrilled to have the opportunity to interview uh, Melissa Austria on the panel from uh, Got Style, especially the retailer here in Toronto, James Connell from Roots, and Scott Adele from Tulip, uh, X Frank and Oak. So that's going to be just a great panel uh, where we discuss uh, the intersection, I guess, of modern retail and loss prevention. So look forward to that. Uh, carrying on, you've got the, uh, the Smart Flyer Forum, which is discussing the natures of uh, flyers, October 31st in Toronto, and all the way out to Vancouver, or if you're in Vancouver, right next door, uh, Retail West on November 6th. Uh, and in Retail West, I'll again have the opportunity to uh, be interviewing uh, Drew Green, CEO of Indochino, and uh, you'll have lots of interesting guests at uh, Retail West as well, folks in Bly, from uh, Best Buy, uh, Ikea, so it'll be a great show. All right, let's move on uh, to independent retail. Nice store here from Point Claire, store in Point Claire celebrating 60 years of hobby. It's a hobby store, Ted's Hobby Shop in Plaza Point Claire. So check that out. Nice to see uh, continued and ongoing uh, success. Uh, in interesting story about the independents in the Carlingwood Mall and how they feel about what's going to happen to that mall. So the Carlingwood Mall in Ottawa, I grew up in Ottawa, so it was my local mall, that uh, kind of a quirky but yet very successful mall, uh, anchored by a Sears and a Loblaws. So, of course, uh, that Sears is abandoned. It looks pretty uh, forlorn now, right now, looking at it, uh, with the logo gone and the building's a bit old and tired, really hadn't been upgraded in many years. So um, the owners of that property talking about uh, uh, destroying or, or kind of demolishing that building, and some some talk about replacing it with, uh, with uh, condos, not another retailer. So you've got some reactions from the independent uh, retailers there in this article from the CBC. All right, let's jump over now to, um, we've got a section of retail education. So again, I mentioned the Enabling Change for Retailers. That is a webinar series for retailers operating in Ontario. Uh, there's an article here actually jumping back to cannabis. HR should be very concerned about cannabis legalization. There's lots to think through, and that, uh, of course, is why Retail Council of Canada is hosting the two cannabis sessions on um, in Montreal on the 18th and Toronto on the 21st. Those are mostly HR-focused uh, cannabis in the workplace ses sessions where we're bringing in experts uh, just to get your final hand around it, I guess, before uh, the October 17th deadline. Let's move on to loss prevention. Story here kicking us off uh, with in Edmonton where a thief uh, switched to kind of one of those old cons. Uh, thief switched price tags and bought a $7,000 violin for $500. Uh, it's a classic uh, technique and then the classic distraction technique at the POS to, uh, to get the associate focused on many other things, finding a case or whatever, to not realize that uh, the price has been switched. So Edmonton police trying to help uh, that retailer out. Uh, There's a story here again from Edmonton. Pharmacy employee charges stealing $2 million worth of Percocet tab tablets. That's 400,000 tablets. Uh, stolen, I guess, a little bit or a lot each day. Um, so uh, she worked at a pharmacy there. This is from CBC in Edmonton. 400,000 Percocet tablets. Wow. Uh, last story, really uh, tragic and, and uh, violent story, unfortunately, uh, happening in uh, a Peterborough Home Depot parking lot with uh, a husband uh, shooting his 70-year-old wife uh, to death and then just putting the 
gun on the hood and uh, lighting up a smoke and saying, hey, you should call the cops. I just uh, I just killed my wife. Um, so really uh, sad and uh, violent story here. And unfortunately, uh, happened in the parking lot of, uh, of the Peterborough Home Depot. So check that out, that from uh, the Toronto Star. Uh, in World Stories, uh, we lead off with uh, the fastest growing retail retailers in America right now article from Business Insider. Uh, the fastest is Primark, with uh, Bass Pro and Build.com being the top three. Uh, great listing there. Um, on the other side, before I get to some positive stuff, uh, you've got uh, Sears closing more stores. Uh, J.C. Penney's results were uh, described here in this article in CNN as absolutely dreadful. Uh, but let's talk about the positive side with uh, Target announcing best results in 13 years. Fantastic results. Uh, you know, and impressive for a whole bunch of reasons and an announcement they're going to put $7 billion into their e-commerce business. So clearly, uh, in my mind, the winners versus the losers are being separated by many things, but one of which is this coherent, cogent, omni-channel strategy. Um, so speaking of new strategies, Lowe's uh, has a new chief uh, and is kind of bringing uh, growth there to bear. Uh, realigning that organization a bit. Just sold uh, 80, 80, I believe, orchard stores that they had bought. Uh, it looks like they're consolidating down and kind of bringing focus or, or uh, his vo- version of the focus. This is from, uh, from Reuters News. Uh, all right, that's uh, a wrap for that, uh, that being U.S. international stories. Let's move on to grocery. Uh, interesting new study here puts some numbers into what we've probably been feeling. Over 3 million Canadians uh, are vegetarian or vegan. So that's what, about... Two point, um, what's that, about 10% of the population. So clearly that's going to have an effect on multiple things, including assortments, that from uh, CTV News, and uh, brought to you by a uh, episode or a uh, article in Via Glam. Uh, meal kits, talking about meal kits from Forbes, about why meal kits are growing. And interestingly, this article kind of, um, you know, I read a lot of articles about how the trend are for more Americans and Canadians to be eating out. Uh, you know, in restaurants and food service, this one says that uh, actually um, more more than 80% of meals are being prepared at home now, um, which is higher than 75, 1975, and 75% were being prepared at home. So interesting kind of dichotomy of statistics there. This article from Forbes talks about um, why, and that's driving the success of meal kits, where you get both the ability to cook at home, but the convenience of having pre-prepared, pre-measured, uh, ready-to-go uh, meals to cook. So uh, we'll see how that sorts out. Farmer pre-testing a zone marché concept where they're putting in 750 fast fresh food products. Uh, Farmer pre, of course, being uh, the Quebec-based version of uh, Shoppers Drug Mart. Uh, Alibaba's done, uh, or Kroger, and Alibaba have come together to do an international partnership uh, together to take on Amazon. So they're launching their Simple Truth line of private natural and organic products in China through a partnership with Alibaba, probably going to be found, I would guess, uh, I think the article is silent to it, but probably going to be fast found in uh, Alibaba's ha- Hama grocery stores. Uh, grocery brands caught in the middle of uh, economic transformation. Article here uh, from my very good friend, uh, Dave Rogerson from Microsoft, just talking about how there's a lot of trends going on for grocery. There's nothing new to the fact that grocery retailing is, is one of the most vibrant, exciting, and challenging types of retail, but this, just, this article brings uh, and talks about how um, you know, many, many forces playing against or playing uh, in and around grocery retailing and how um, there's some great uh, insights and solutions offered by Dave about uh, how retailers should think about um, coming out on top of that. 
Uh, and last but not least, um, Canadian Grand Prix. So if you're a brand or you're a retailer with private label products, you can enter uh, Retail Council of Canada's Canada, uh, Canadian Grand Prix Awards. Fantastic judging process that happens in March. And the awards are uh, given out in late May, early June That for the 2018 Canadian Grand Prix New Product Awards. Let's move on to technology stories. I mentioned a video with uh, Justin, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau breaking ground on a new facility. So Amazon's latest warehouse, which is its eighth, and it's just announced its ninth north of Toronto, a million square feet. And Amazon uh, provided a couple of fun, obviously, Canadian references to help us get our eyes around our heads around what a million square feet looks like. 60 NHL hockey rinks, and if you filled it with maple syrup, there'd be 30 liters for everyone in Canada, according to Amazon. Uh, 60 hockey NHL hockey rinks. Uh, so anyway, a million square feet, huge in uh, Orleans, just east of Ottawa. Uh, so great to see investment in uh, in Canada happening there. Um, speaking of investment, Carrefour article here. How Carrefour from Retail Detail. Uh, that, by the way, the Ottawa, the Amazon story from the Ottawa Citizen. Uh, Carrefour uses blockchain to create transparent chicken. Uh, you know, transparency, accountability in the supply chain for food. Uh, very important. Food fraud alone is about $40 billion globally. Keeping track of where that food has been uh, is really emerging as a, a vital and practical application for, uh, for blockchain. So read about that in Retail Detail. Article here from the Atlantic about how e-commerce one-click shopping is is what they say we're all accumulating a mountain of things, um, and I think uh, so. I guess that means you know basically impulse shopping has been taken to a whole new level. So interesting article there from the Atlantic. Um, Quartz talks about how Farfetch is succeeding in a luxury fashion where Amazon has failed, uh, and uh, I follow the final article in this section is how. Um, and again, this is about Amazon. Of course, Amazon does tend to have many articles a week, is uh, driving up the cost of industrial uh, commercial real estate uh, in this article, in this context, in Vancouver. In the marketing section, we've got AMIA accepting the Air Canada's sweetened $450 million bid for Aeroplan. Uh, that's uh, news there from the Globe and Mail. So that has uh, direct impact uh, from uh, several perspectives on retailers such as uh, Home Hardware, who's uh, a partner of Airplan and uh, Costco Online, who's also a partner, and many other smaller retailers. So check that out. That'll continue to change the landscape in, in interesting ways. Uh, Yellow Pages sells Red Flag Deals. So if, you're, uh, if you have an affiliate partnership with Red Flag Deals, the ownership just changed a vertical scope, which is part of the Toronto Star Group. Uh, La Satin, which is reinterpreting their traditional flagship store in uh, on Fifth Avenue in Midtown. So I look forward to checking out that store, leaning heavily into experience. You know, this this, this great picture here uh, in e-news product, which you can get uh, each and every week. So it comes out every Friday morning. I pulled together the best stories in retail. There's some great visuals here about what uh, from Glossy in an article about how they are uh, focused on everything from uh, a live feed, uh, how they're making that store just Instagrammable, uh, so it's a real, uh, captures a lot of trends that are happening in modern retail. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Home Depot, who had great results, announced great, great results last week, has bought uh, a company called The Company Store uh, and is getting into the home decor space. So check that out. Uh, last in RCC member notices, 
uh, is uh, the um, RCC's released their economic report for the month, which um, tells us that uh, retail sales, less auto and gas for June, uh, these from Stats Canada, increased 1.8%. So yet another consecutive month of month-over-month gains, though, uh, you know, more modest than in the U.S. market. Uh, they are still going all in the right direction. Uh, so be sure and check that out. Those numbers, you might hear different numbers in the media. The media tends to quote retail numbers that include auto and gas, and that changes the, the trajectory and pricing in effect uh, fairly dramatically if you think about the, the ebbs and flows of gas pricing. So that's the um, edition number six, the Voice of Retail podcast. I'm Michael LeBlanc. You can learn more about me at meleblanc.co. That's meleblanc.co. And once again, you can subscribe to e-news on retailcouncil.org and it arrives in your mailbox email box each and every friday morning so uh for the week of what is it uh august 20th uh that's the voice of retail podcast thanks for listening and i'll look forward to speaking with you next week